The Jimmy Z Show. The Jimmy Z Show is produced, written, and directed by Jimmy Z. The show is wholly owned by Jimmy Z. All rights reserved. Content from other sources belong to the copyright holder and or speaker. In each case, Jimmy Z can be reached via email at the Jimmy Z Show at gmail.com. Jimmy Z Show is produced, written, and directed by Jimmy Z. The show is wholly owned by Jimmy Z. All rights reserved. Content from other sources belong to the copyright holder and or speaker. In each case, Jimmy Z can be reached via email at the Jimmy Z Show at gmail.com. I love that story. <laughs> this is not First Amendment protected speech. This son of a bitch is evil, rotten to the core. I know, and you know that eventually Limbaugh will say whatever whatever he comes up with. I don't know how he can get any worse than this. But somebody someplace is going to listen to him, and that'll be it. They're going to put you all back in chains. You got to help us. We got to finish what Obama started. We got to finish this recovery. Oh, boy, here we go. Hello, everybody, and welcome back. Jimmy Z, the big Jimmy Z show, hour number two. It's been a long time since I said that. Hour number two of the big Jimmy Z show for a weekend. I'm recording this on Saturday, March 20th. I am Jimmy Z, high octane conservative proselytizing, right here in your inner ear. All right, um, we're talking about this uh, vaccine song parody, and it sounds to me like it's forced. It's and more importantly, it sounds to me like it's been produced by, like like they found somebody who was doing uh, singing on. Uh, this is me guessing. Okay, uh, it's total guesswork, but you know sometimes I have a pretty good feel about these things. It sounds to me like uh, somebody from the government came along and said, hey, we'd like you to do this song parody because we need more and more people to get the vaccine and we don't want people talking about that, that getting the vaccine is, is not doing what the government says it's doing. And there are a lot of people who believe that the vaccine is, is devious and is dangerous. I don't. But there are people I respect who do. And really, what do we know about this vaccine? Now, the extreme people, the really crazy people will tell you that you can't possibly know today, you know, like the people I know who've gotten the vaccine, they're fine. They barely had any reaction at all. I do know one person who had a terrible reaction to it and couldn't move her arm for three days. It was pretty scary for her. But generally, people are doing fine. My mother is doing fine. She had no reaction 
to the vaccine at all. And I think part of the reason for that is that every year she gets a flu shot. And so she's used to whatever is in the shot. And a lot of the things are similar things, I, I believe. I, again, I'm not a scientist and I don't intend to play one on this program. But there are those who say that you may have to wait three, four, or five years to find out that the vaccine they gave you kills you. And I'm, I'm sorry, right now, I think that's crazy. I think that's insane. Now, I could be wrong. And three or four years from now, you see uh, like half the population croaking, then we've been had. But, you know, that's science fiction, kids. I, I just really don't think that, uh, that they're doing that. I just can't believe the government would kill millions of Americans. I, I, I'm not buying it. Sorry. And that Trump would be, that would mean Trump was in on it. I'm not buying it. So anyway, we go back to, I want to play this short bit of the, uh, of the song parody we just heard. I want to play it again in case you've had some time between shows or between hours. Because I want to go back to what she was singing here. And then I want to talk about some of the lyrics. And then I've got some other stuff you won't believe. It, 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 there's a whole thing about uh, vaccine song parodies on YouTube. I can hardly find any Joe Biden song parodies that insult the potato in the White House. But there's all these vaccine song parodies I don't understand. Never encouraged Americans well, to Trump get vaccinated. promoted the shots, not whine about getting credit. Like when he got his prick, no mention he was getting it. Please take this remedy, make COVID a memory. And when it's time, get vaccinated. Please don't decline. Get your shot and we can get concerts and sports events. This summer could be so nice. Please just get your vaccine. Okay, at the beginning, at the very beginning, and this video is on uh, Twitter, at the very beginning, you hear the voice of Rachel Maddow saying that Trump never encouraged people to get the vaccine, which is absolute nonsense. And then the lyrics, which I'm going to go on the website here real quick. I've got the thing muted, and I'm just going to read some of the lyrics here. Americans. Shut up. I just muted you. Man, that is so frustrating. Holy hell. Anyway, um, what does she start here? This seems odd. The lyrics start with... Wish Trump promoted the shots... Not whine about getting credit. See, <laughs> this is supposed to be about, it's supposed to be a song parody about getting a vaccine. And they have to start off, this is why I think it's a setup, that, that somebody in um, professional leftist advocacy and, and, and um, <clears throat> working with the administration, working with the potato in the White House or with Democrats in Washington put this together. God, They're, they can't write a song parody even without making it about Trump. Wish Trump promoted the shots, not whine about getting credit, like when he got his prick, 
no mention he was getting it. Please take this remedy, make COVID a memory, and when it's time, get vaccinated. Please don't decline. (laughs) Uh, See, the words sound so forced. Like it wasn't this girl who put it together. Like it was, you know, Dr. Fauci's team that put this together and, and hired her to make a video on YouTube. Uh, Get your shot and we can get concerts and sports events. This summer could be so nice. Please just get your vaccine. We're so close to our dream. Put an end to the quarantine. I really want to indoor dine. Shot, 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 shots. I I can't read anymore. I'm, I'm not even halfway through it. What a load of nonsense. And this is, this is how they're promoting or how they are encouraging people to get the vaccine. Oh, wow, I want to go to a concert. Oh, wow, I want to fly in a plane. Oh, wow, I want to dine indoors. What are they going to look at your phone and make sure that you've, you've, you've got the proof that you had the vaccine before you can go inside to a restaurant? Screw that. I don't want any part of that. So anyway, we're going to listen to just a portion of a few of these songs that I found because I just can't believe there's all this one with Dolly Parton and she's actually participating. You can't tell me this is not orchestrated. Good grief. Dolly Parton sings Jolene as a vaccine song parody. And I'll bet you that none of these that we're going to listen to uh, are negative on the vaccine or, or uh, sitting in the middle and saying, well, you know, I'm going to wait and see how people react. This is going to be all about getting a vaccine or you won't be able to come see me in concert. Well, hey, it's me. I'm finally going to get my vaccine. I'm so excited. I've been waiting a while. I'm old enough to get it and I'm smart enough to get it. So I'm very happy that I'm going to get my Moderna shot today. And I wanted to tell everybody, I think you should get out there and do it too. I even changed one of my songs to fit the occasion. It goes, vaccine, 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 vaccine. I'm begging of you, please don't hesitate. Okay, and there you go. That's all I can take of that. Uh, Wow, that's crazy. That's not even a good song parody. <laughs> oh man, we got to get this vaccine. We got to got to get everybody vaccinated for a, a disease, for a virus that for the people who get it. First of all, if you don't get it, you don't get it. But then the people who do get it, ninety nine point eight five percent, or sorry, ninety nine point nine eight five percent survive. And you got to get a vaccine for this. That. Sorry, none of it makes sense. And I need to say here that my personality type is that when the whole world goes crazy about liking, for instance, Peter Frampton, and uh, Frampton Comes Alive back when I was in high school, everybody had it. Everybody's talking about it. Everybody at school talking about what a great album it was. And I was immediately repelled. That's the way I am with the vaccine. The, The harder they press... To get people to to get the vaccine and the more celebrities they bring out talking about how wonderful the vaccine is, the less I want to get one. Because there, when you have a mob mentality, there's something wrong. 
Something doesn't play right. Now, here's another song parody, a vaccine song parody by some YouTube schmoes. Actually, it says here, a Stan Alive song by the Bee Gees parody. This video was created for UNC Health South, Southeastern 2021. Lead vocalist is Dr. Robin so-and-so. That's all I want to know about these people. Let's see. Let's see what's going on here with the Staying Alive vaccine song parody. And I stuck with that one a little longer because I do love the riff of staying alive. But um, it's stupid. And you should see, they got a guy coughing in the waiting room, in the doctor's waiting room, and they give him a shot, and he smiles and gets up. He's instantly well. Talk about fake advertising. You know, I wish, I wish people would have put up this much of a fight to tell the government that hydroxychloroquine was fine and that you shouldn't... Democrats in government shut down availability to hydroxychloroquine, which made it much more expensive for people with lupus to get it. And it was something evil because Trump suggested it. And it turns out that it works great. It's a great therapy to help your body fight off coronavirus. But good grief. These songs. Unbelievable. Here's another one. Songs about the vaccine. This was my college song. Remember? Cause every night at last call, we would dance and we would sing along. When can we do that again? Lots of backup dancing. Oh, Lord have mercy. <laughs> it's so forced and it's so well produced. Here's a guy. This is this is a guy pretending to be a YouTube schmo and it doesn't say anything about it on the video, but I would bet this guy is um, involved in radio or something. It says that the person doing the, the song is the Holderness family. But, um, you know, that guy... Is way too professional. There, there. He's involved in show business in some way. But uh, all these people have the same theme going. All this stuff we want to do, you have to get vaccinated so we can do it. And when you start that crap, that my reaction is, I don't want it. I don't want it. There's too big of a push. There. Why are you pushing it this dramatically? 
when 99.985 or whatever the number is percent are fine. They recover from it just fine. Okay, now here's a song parody, and I'm not playing the, the, the entire version of any of these. But here's a song parody of a song from the movie or the musical Frozen. It's vaccination day. It's vaccination day. It's vaccination day. Appointments are open. I'm group four. I don't have to stay here anymore. I'm sick of eating takeout on these plates. And it turns out that this is the same guy who sang the song, uh, the song parody of Eileen. So there's something going on here. This is well orchestrated. It's choreographed. And the video is professionally edited. All for a song about getting a vaccine. Come on. It's got 360,000 views since March 17th. Three days ago. I'm calling bullshit on this nonsense. And he says, you know, I'm sick of staying here. So I got to get the vaccine so I can leave the house. I got news for you. I haven't gotten the vaccine. I have left the house every freaking day. You know, before I started doing this show again, I, I used to tell people, in fact, I, I told my gym trainer that, uh, and by the way, my gym has always been open. I'm not saying where. No chance am I going to say where, but... They stayed open because the owner of the gym is belligerent and he wasn't going to play their game. And so we went in and I think the gym was open from uh, five in the morning until nine in the morning and that was it. So I was going in early, but uh, boy, it just about killed me getting up that early. Oh. But uh, where was I? What was I talking about? Oh, this, this not leaving the house stuff. People have been had. And so what I've been telling people is that I'm not going to stay at home and I'm not going to play the game. I don't believe that this is the virus that's going to kill everybody. The, 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 the poison virus that's going to kill half of the people worldwide. I just never, ever believed it. And unfortunately... I got off topic there. I just uh, spun out on a sidebar, and I don't remember what it was I was telling my gym trainer. Hopefully, it comes back to me because it was really, it was really wise and very intelligent. <laughs> oh man, these uh, song parodies! I'm gonna check and see if there's there's a bunch of them. Hamilton song parody. On my shot encourages people to get the COVID-19 vaccine. And this is from ABC 10. That's an ABC television affiliate. Somewhere in some city. I'm not going to look at that. Okay, I think that's enough. That's enough. I'm gonna, I, I can't take anymore. That's all it is. If I was enjoying myself, I would play more. Even if it bothered you. Okay, but we got to move on. We got too much to get into. And... I think there's this thing on Facebook. Oh, yeah, that's Chelsea Handler. I think we're done. Now, that is a list of Facebook items I wanted to talk about. Oh, there's one more. There is one more. And then we got to go over to the email 
notes, and there's a crap load over there, too. So that's why I'm doing two hours. Uh, hang on, hang on, hang on. I'm finding it. I don't have a producer. I got to do it myself. This is Rapid Fire News and Commentary. Oh, yeah. All right. So this is Julian Castro. Oops, hit the wrong window there. I still hit the wrong window. What's going on here? Quit being stupid. All right. Julian Castro is the former Housing and Urban Development Secretary, I think under President Obozo, said on Wednesday on MSNBC's The Readout, The Readout that's um, hosted by, uh, is it Joy Reid? Yeah, she's another one. She's a far-left Democrat black activist, and she's filled. You, You look at her face, and you can see she is filled with hate. And he said that the surge of unaccompanied children across or crossing the U.S.-Mexico border was a challenge. And then he said, get this, Biden has competently managed the immigration system that Trump left in tatters. Lord have mercy. That's what a ridiculous liar. Trump had the border the most secure I have ever seen it in my lifetime. No president has ever secured the border like Trump did. And the immigration system was working the way it should, with people waiting south of the border and not streaming up in big crowds from South America and Central America. They knew that they couldn't get in, so they weren't doing this. Now they're doing it again. It's a big mess on the border, and it's all Biden. It's all the fault of the potato-in-chief. I really do. I hate Democrats, and I think it's time I played that. I hate Democrats. Yes, I do. Okay, so I'm going to play some of this audio with um, Julian Castro and Joy Reid. And the whole time he's talking about, he's lying about the Trump administration, Joy Reid is is giving her nod of approval. She keeps nodding like, oh, yes, you're so right. Oh, Trump was so bad. God, these people are filthy. So Trump left our immigration system in tatters through policies like remain in Mexico, through metering, through Title 42, which basically allowed him to expel thousands of people to deny them entry, including over 13,000 children. So he created a pent-up demand, this bubble of people who want to come in and claim asylum. And that's part of what we're seeing. Uh, it's true that we've had uh, you know, people presenting themselves in waves before we saw that under President Obama. We saw it in 2019 under Donald Trump. But Trump weakened our ability to handle these situations. And so basically, uh, Joe Biden is left to pick up the pieces of a human rights catastrophe. That's uh, Julian Castro out of Texas. And unfortunately, not everybody from Texas is a great American patriot. He certainly is not. The Castro brothers are enemies of the United States, and they would do anything to screw everything up, as as Democrats always do. 
I'll say it again. Democrats, everything they're doing since January 20th, and it's not just uh, Potato Biden in the White House, the occupant. It's uh, all the the Democrats in the House of Representatives and the Democrats in the Senate. Everything they're doing is making life worse for Americans. Frustrating times. Okay, Dick Morris. Speaking of um, everything getting worse, America is becoming unrecognizable. This is an article from March 17th. I'm not going to read the whole thing, but you should. So if you Google it, just simply Google Dick Morris, American is becoming, America is becoming unrecognizable. As the scope, breadth, and radicalism of the Democrat agenda become apparent, America is becoming increasingly, increasingly unrecognizable to those who have lived here and cherished it for decades. With the economy set to roar, largely due to the Trump policies that created such a strong base, Biden appears, to, appears able to count on growth rates approaching 7 and 8% a year. So that's going to help him. So he can do all this social engineering stuff, and the Republicans are going to have to respond. Republicans don't like, and I'm talking about Republicans in government, especially Republicans in the Senate and the House. They don't like getting involved in social issues, but they're going to have to. Dick says here, Republicans must pivot from an economic message to a social one. The enormous changes in our life and culture happening all around us should lead to a central message. The Democrats are making America unrecognizable. And then he gives some examples. I'll touch on a few here, but there's, there might be close to three dozen, at least two dozen examples. Our political and cultural heritage is under attack as being politically incorrect. Jefferson, Jackson, both Roosevelt's, Wilson and even Lincoln are condemned as racists and segregationists. Our literary heritage, uh, literary and cultural heritage, is likely under fire, likewise under fire. Can I read that again? Good God. <laughs> Our literary and cultural heritage is likewise under fire from the cancel culture, from Dr. Zeus to Shakespeare. Our classics are being banned from our schools and libraries. Racial, number three, racial distinctions that once faded as intermarriage proliferated are now at the core of our culture. The boundaries between black, white, and brown are marked in bright red, and the country is more divided than at any time since the Civil War. And that's because of Democrats. Okay, Republicans and white people did not cause this. Democrats did on purpose. Number four, election results that were once the arbiters of our political quarrels have been so corrupted and manipulated by the fundamental changes in the rules under which they are conducted. Again, that, that's Dick Morris. This is me talking by Democrats as to make them illegitimate. We are in a game with rapidly changing rules and no umpires. Very true. And all of these are, are really important, but I, I, I'm not going to read the whole thing. you got to read it at dickmorris.com. With open, <clears throat> with open borders and no enforcement of the laws, anyone can come, 
and nobody can be forced to leave. So frustrating. It's just so bad. It's so bad for America, not just for the American citizens. It's bad for everyone. Hispanic citizens are against all of this. Another one. In a country where crime had declined and our cities had resumed at least a semblance of civilization, we are now importing drug kingpins, convicted killers, rapists, and sex offenders by the tens of thousands over uncontrolled borders. You get that? Tens of thousands. As the crime rate goes up, just like the price of gasoline, blame it on Biden. Oh, speaking of the price of gasoline, I made some stickers. And the stickers say they're, they're uh, three inches wide by one inch high, relatively small. And it says, you, it's a black sticker. sticker. Okay, so it's a black sticker with white letters on it. And it says, you are now paying Joe Biden gas prices. And you pull up and you stick it on the pump. And you take off before somebody sees you. <laughs> but um, I, I want people to understand when they pull up to the gas station, every, you know, most people fill up. <clears throat> excuse me. If most people fill up about once a week, I think. That's what I do. And once a week. Maybe once every six days. And the price is consistently going up. The price is higher every time I show up for gas. So I'm certainly not the only person noticing it. So I want people to know. So I made stickers. I'm going to stick it on gas pumps so that people, when they buy the gas, when they take the handle out and put it in their gas tank, they will see the sticker there and realize. And, And some won't care. Some will say it's bullshit. But at least you have a chance to know the truth that gas prices are skyrocketing because of the potato. Now, next up, a little more audio. This is an interview with Jake Tapper interviewing my governor, Governor uh, Gavin Newsom. And I'm not going to play the whole thing, obviously. I can't take it, but... This is funny because he's trying to spin what he's done. Everybody is going to vote. Well, not everybody. Some people are stupid. They're just dumb. But um, most Californians are going to vote to uh, to recall this guy because he's uh, he's a power-hungry socialist and thinks that he has ultimate power to tell businesses when they can open. Check this out. The new idea is that um, uh, theme parks in California can open at 15% capacity. Now, how the hell is Disneyland going to run with only 15% capacity? That means 15 out of every 100 people that would normally be there. In fact, I'm going to look it up. Hold on a second. Okay, the capacity of Disneyland is 80,000 people a day. So the governor says, uh, the governor's team, which here locally they changed the way they report it because they used to be saying that uh, Gavin Newsom made a new edict and now he says that you can't eat inside restaurants, whatever the new edict was. They stopped doing that on television and the radio. They say that uh, the California 
California's health experts have said that you can't eat inside in a restaurant. That kind of stuff. So they took his name out of it to try and help him. But it's all Gavin Newsom. It's all Gavin Newsom. So the full capacity of Disneyland is 80,000 people a day. 15% of that is 12,000 people a day. So how can you open? If you're going to open the park, you have to have all your employees there. You have to have the employees for all the rides. You can't, you can't have like half the rides closed. Nobody would show up. So I don't think Disneyland is going to open. They cannot afford to pay everybody to run the park and have only 15% of the people in there. If they did do that, and if I was a Disneyland guy, and I'm really not, when I was a kid, I loved it, but you know I'm out of it now. But there are people I know who love going to Disneyland. They love going to Disneyland. And how great would it be to go to Disneyland where there's only 15% of the usual number of crowds in there? It'd be great. But I don't think they can do it. I don't think that they can open and and make a profit. Hell, they'd probably lose more money being open with 15% capacity than if they just stayed closed, right? I was talking to somebody who said that uh, restaurant owners, they're not going to open their restaurants if all they can do is seat 25% of their, uh, of their typical capacity at the restaurant because they can't make enough money. They can't order food that way. But they can't make a profit. They end up losing more money than if they just remain closed. You're facing a recall effort in part because of your handling of the pandemic. Recall organizers say they have more than the 1.5 million signatures needed to meet tomorrow's deadline to get the recall on the ballot. I, I covered one of your uh, recalls before in California. And at the end of it, there was a brand new Republican governor. Are you worried? Yep. Yeah, I mean, look, we have the lowest threshold of the 19 states that allow a recall in the country. And all you need is about a quarter of the people that voted for Donald Trump getting this recall petition to the voters this November. So I'm anticipating it goes on. We're taking it very seriously. This is the sixth, sixth recall effort in just 25 months since I've been governor. Okay, I'm going to interrupt here quickly. Uh, That's how much the uh, California people don't like this governor that that we have tried six times now to recall him because he is such a piece of crap and he acts like it's uh, a bunch of conservative right-wingers far-right uh trump supporters no we've got signatures from people who are democrat republican conservative moderate liberal lots of people because do, do you think every restaurant owner in the state of California is a right-wing conservative Trump supporter? No chance. There are many restaurant owners who are artists and they are left-wing. They always vote for Democrats and I hope they learn their lesson, by the way. Anyway, let's continue with uh, Gavin Newsom. This one appears because they got an extension from a judge to have the requisite signatures and absolutely we're taking it seriously. You've been characterizing your, uh, the recall supporters in a certain way. Uh, recall backers say that more than 2 million people have signed the petition. You can't think that all 2 million are, as you characterize them, anti-vaxxers, QAnon conspiracy theorists, and anti-immigrant Trump supporters, can you? 
just the lead proponents, the lead proponent of this, the lead proponent of this recall effort, by the way, that predates the pandemic, uh, is someone that believes we should microchip immigrants. You have people that are part of the lead coalition that started this petition uh, that are avid Proud Boyd members. They're part of the three percenters, the right wing militia group. Uh, they are supporters of QAnon conspiracy theorists. This guy is a proud son of a bitch. He is condemning the people who signed these petitions. And he is not admitting any fault at all because he thinks he knows better. He's going down in a heap. No question about it. He's going to be recalled. I could play more of this audio, but I won't. I can't stand listening to his voice. Now, this is interesting. And by the way, we are still involved in rapid fire news and commentary. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, um, a Michigan judge ruled last week uh, that Secretary of State Jocelyn Benson broke state law when she unilaterally issued rules related to absentee balloting, absentee balloting, legitimizing a claim made by the Trump campaign in its legal challenges to the 2020 election. Benson issued several unilateral orders during the 2020 election, including sending absentee ballot applications to all registered voters. She just changed the rules. And this is what's so dangerous about Democrats. They don't care about this stuff. They will do anything. And they did do anything imaginable to stop President Trump from, from winning re-election, which he did. I believe he did. But it was the voter fraud and, and massive election tampering that stole the election from him and from us and disenfranchised all of our votes. Now, here's another piece of audio for you. This is uh, from the Laura Ingram Show. And she's speaking to Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick of Texas about the children coming from Mexico and Central America and they end up in sex trafficking operations here in America. Well, let me tell you the lay of the land, Laura, then I'll tell you where we are positioned. First of all, they're opening up a facility in Midland, Texas. They didn't talk, to my knowledge, my report is they didn't talk to any local official. So we have 1,000 kids. I think 250 came yesterday, 250 today. They're going to have up to 1,000 kids in this facility. No one knew they were coming. Uh, no one knows who they are. No one knows how long they're going to be there, where they're going. And Laura, to my understanding, uh, there's Red Cross and volunteers. That's it. There's no staff there to handle them. The question in the community, who keeps these kids inside? Who are these kids? Do we want them roaming in our neighborhoods? 3,000 are going to Dallas. They may be opening another, I'll call it a camp, uh, in San Antonio. Uh, Laura, let me tell you, you just played a clip where they said this is the safe travel for these people, the humane. Let me tell you what, MSNBC, CNN, the Biden administration, and the president himself, they are doing something I think is just as bad as what Cuomo did when he sent people with COVID to nursing homes. We are sending, they are sending children into this country having no idea where they're going to end up. And some of these children are going to end up in sex trafficking. When they take these kids and send them to Uncle Bob in New Jersey, wherever it may be, 
They don't have the, they don't have the staff to watch them, to track them. They don't know where they're going. We have children being brought over with the drug cartels in charge, not the families. The president of the United States is sending children from Mexico and Central America into sex trafficking operations in this country. Okay, so what do you say about that? What can I say about that? What commentary can I say, can I add to what he just said? Well, one thing I'd like to point out is that Julian Castro just told us that under President Trump, it was a system in tatters and that now Biden is is straightening things out. The answer to that would be, baloney (laughs) horse hockey because this is a disaster this is a human disaster and biden is doing nothing nothing to stop it the democrats don't care about this they just want uh, the mayhem i'm convinced that the mayhem they think that mayhem works for them and, and they are intent on destroying this country. I believe that. They want to turn this country into a third world shithole. And they're going about the business of doing it. It's shocking. And I can only hope that enough Americans see this and are uh, repulsed by it and insist on a different form of government. Because it, it, it's so distressing to see how many things that Trump did, and, and not everything he did worked out well, but so many things that he accomplished made life better in America for Americans. And that's, that's a resounding theme. That, that's a repeated theme on this show. We talk about how President Trump made life better for the American citizen. And Biden and the Democrats, the potato and the Democrats are doing everything they can to ruin life for Americans. What is their end game? Power and control. That's all they care about. Having control. There is audio that I'm not going to play, but there's audio you may have heard where uh, uh, the potato in the White House referred to Kamala Harris as President Harris. And the conspiracy theory people are saying, oh, well, see, he told you he, he already referred to her as president because she is president. No, no, he referred to her as president because he's a mental patient. That's why he did that. People are so stupid. No, 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 it's not. Oh, and the other thing is that uh, Biden is now a green screen president. When he appears outside, he's actually in front of a green screen. And and it's um, a studio trickery because he doesn't really go outside. And the other thing that uh, conspiracy theory people like to say is that, that, that Biden, the Biden you see is a fake Biden. There's two Bidens. One is in the basement and he can't come outside because he's so messed up and, and unable to function. And so they have a look-alike. Like, remember the movie Dave? Now they have a look-alike that, that is handling all the public Biden stuff. 
<clears throat> and if he's the one that um, this is what I was thinking the other day, if there is a professional Biden lookalike that has all of his faculties and he's in good shape, why didn't they use him to walk up the steps of Air Force One? Hmm. That's my question for you conspiracy theory people. If there is this conspiracy and if there is a, a Biden lookalike that's in good shape and he can walk and talk and run and step and whatever he's going to do without making a fool of himself, why didn't they use him that day? <laughs> so stupid. And I already skipped over the point about the halfway point where I would have uh, taken a break, so... We're going to go break free in this hour and just get it all done. That's what we're going to do. Oh, yeah. Ah, yeah. Okay. Uh, Whiteness. Let's see here. I've got some articles. Some of this I may have already touched on. Oh, this is at the New York Post. This is an article about that same article at The Root. And the New York Post says, The digital magazine The Root was accused of racism Wednesday after publishing an article declaring whiteness is a pandemic. Now, see, they changed the, um, the uh, title of the article from whiteness is a health, ep- what was it, uh, a health crisis to whiteness is a pandemic. This article, again, at the New York Post, says there was a rush to conclude that the shootings that killed eight people at three Atlanta-area massage parlors were hate crimes after officials confirmed that six of the eight victims were Asian-Americans. And there's a whole thing going on now about how Asian-Americans are being attacked more and more and more. And that they are the, uh, they are the new target of white supremacists, which is total nonsense. I mean, I don't know any white supremacists, but this is nonsense. And of course, they're, they're doing this because, and I explained this in show number 30, they're doing this because they can, or no, am I 29? I can't remember, whatever. In a previous show, I explained that they're, they're doing this because they want to be able to blame Trump for all of it. That's the goal here. All of these race-based accusations are, are an attempt to focus on Trump and say he caused all of this. The race division in this country now was, was jacked up by President Obozo. Okay, that's the guy who caused all of this on purpose. He wants the different groups of people at each other's throats and that's what he did Uh, in the piece root senior editor damon young argued that whiteness is a public health crisis and he goes through they go through some of the quotes here this guy i'm looking at his picture he is a racist And, uh, you know, I know one day I may get into trouble for saying this, but black people who think this way are racist. I've been told on Twitter, no, black people cannot be racist because they don't have the power. Show me where they don't have any power. (laughs) They've got all kinds of power. If they can make an accusation that Piers Morgan is racist, 
and that the royal family is racist and that Sharon Osbourne is racist and anybody who defends them is racist, defends those organizations and people. If you defend the royal family or Piers Morgan or Sharon Osbourne, then you too are racist and that nobody can question that and that it's instantly true the moment somebody is accused of being racist, then tell me once again that blacks have no power. Black people in America, in general, are very, very racist toward white people. And again, I I don't like saying that, but I think it's true. I've been watching. You you listen to interviews with um, uh, LeBron James when he starts talking about race. He's a racist. There's no question in my mind that LeBron James is racist. Now, yesterday, there was a video that Dick Morris released. And I kept it for this show. I haven't watched it yet because I am intrigued. Dick Morris says that Biden has retreated on the border and adopts a Trump solution. So let's see what the hell Dick is talking about here. I hope he's right. Hey, I have a new TV show on Newsmax TV on Saturdays at 4.30. Tune in. You'll enjoy it. Biden's open door policies have literally opened the door in our southern border. And the result is a skyrocketing number of migrants coming over and particularly unaccompanied children. Faced with this influx, Biden has adopted a solution. Go back to the Trump policies he criticized and went crazy about in the last administration. Biden made a deal with Mexico. He agreed to send two and a half million doses of the vaccine to Mexico. And Mexico agreed to take 300 migrants off his hands and put them in Mexican facilities, which is to say jails. When Trump did this, Biden went nuts. Now Biden is going to use Mexico as a siphon to siphon off the excess migrants in American holding cells. But I'm waiting for the other shoe to drop. The reason Trump did that transfer was not just to take them off our hands, but more importantly, to deny the migrants the right to litigate in U.S. courts because they were not citizens, they were not even immigrants, they were not even illegal immigrants. They were wannabe illegal immigrants who never left Mexican territory. As a result, they had no standing and liberal lawyers and judges had to sit by helpless while they were quarantined in Mexico. Now, by shifting them into Mexican jails, I wonder if Biden is going to move ahead on stripping them of their rights and stopping them from litigating in U.S. courts. You know, whenever a president gets stuck, that is, he finds himself in a position from which he can't maneuver, his days are numbered. And Biden is very close to being stuck with having hundreds and thousands of illegal immigrants on his hands precisely because of his own rhetoric. Okay, this might be inside information that he has because I haven't heard this anywhere else and I'll be looking for articles to come out. But um, I I can't believe he... Dick Morris wouldn't just make that up. So I hope he's right. I I hope that's what's happening. That's... um, That's good news. That's the only way out, really, for Biden, for the potato. Because the disaster, the the southern border is an absolute disaster. And it's all on him. It's all on, I almost said Obozo. (laughs) Well, 
Well, it might as well be. That's you know that's who's behind all of this, right? Obozo is the guy behind the curtain. And and he's turning the knobs and flipping the switches and he's the guy that has Biden doing all this stuff. He's the guy manipulating the potato. That sounds <laughs> That sounds like a euphemism for something dirty. Manipulating the potato. <laughs> now then, I'm about to say something you are not going to believe. I have completed all of the links and emails and stuff my pile of crap has in it. Oh, boy. And now I'm on uh, Facebook kind of skimming through what's going on. i still got three days before I can post anything or say anything or comment on Facebook. I think it's three days. What does it say here? Yeah, three days. But uh, there's a... Um, there's a post here by the forum in Inglewood. And that's the, uh, used to be a sports arena. Now it's a concert hall. And they posted a big, huge uh, square, white letters on a black background, stop Asian hate. Now, I don't know who it is that's hating Asian people. I've heard that there is... Uh, there's an amount of um, animosity between uh, blacks and Asians. But I don't know anybody who hates Asian people. I know one guy, a former friend of mine, who has a problem with uh, Jewish people and cops. But, you know, we don't spend time together anymore because I can't stand that. I don't want to be around that. I don't want to be around people who hate people just because of who they are. So stop Asian hate. Anyway, uh, what I was saying is, it's all done. I finished everything that I had. I'm starting over again, which is good. And I'm sitting here thinking, okay, well, I can cruise through Facebook and see if there's anything that that I should uh, comment on or maybe read from. But uh, why do that? When I can say uh, thank you very much, and I'm glad you're listening, and we'll let school out early today. (laughs) So, until next time, from the right wing on the left coast, thanks for listening, everybody. Make like a tree and get out of here. Dismiss. There's an hour you'll never get back. You lose. We gotta get off the air. Dormant recorders. <laughs> <laughs>